Oh, good day, mate. Forty here. So, the Prime Minister Scott Morrison Scomo has not had a particularly good two weeks here down under. He's been pushing uh, voter ID laws and uh, religious freedom laws, and has been una unable to pass them. But he's trying to whip up right-wing support ahead of elections. So, in Australia, everybody's required to vote. Right. So, there's no scramble to drive people to the polls. They're already required to vote. And when people arrive at the polls, they simply state their name and their address before casting their ballot. And uh, next federal election, just a few months away, so the ruling conservative government here is aiming to throw an American-style spanner into the streamlined process, as the Washington Post here. So the polls are showing a tight race, and uh, Prime Minister ScoMo is using the final two weeks of Parliament to try to push through all these contentious changes. He failed to do any of it, including a voter identification requirement. And uh, on, on the face of it, voter ID just seems like common sense, right? But on the other hand, is it actually needed? Is there that much you know, voter fraud in, in Australia? So look at the incentives. If you commit voter fraud, you get to change one vote. On the other hand, you get to pay an enormous fine if you're caught and uh, serve time in prison. So the incentives for the individual are strongly against committing voter fraud either in the United States or in Australia. So uh, Washington Post says Australia's electoral system is considered among the best in the world. It's overseen by a national commission. So in the United States, you, the way vote, voting is run, it's often differs by county, not just by city, not just by state, but by county but Australian elections are overseen by a national commission. Enrollment, voting are required by law. You get fined if you don't vote. So more than 90% of eligible Australians routinely cast a ballot in federal elections compared to about 60% in the United States. And despite this high turnout, there's virtually no evidence for voter fraud in Australia. So there were zero prosecutions for voter fraud after the last federal election in 2019. So Australia has some of the highest voting rates and cleanest rolls in the world because of compulsory enrollment. So in other words, this is another example of how Australia is a cohesive, coherent society with high social trust and relatively, compared to other countries, low levels of corruption. So with compulsory voting, it's hard to find someone who doesn't vote so that you can then vote in their name. And now, why would you not want to have voter ID laws? Well, people on the left have accused the Prime Minister of trying to suppress votes among the homeless and the indigenous. So I've seen like three homeless people since I've been here in Sydney. I don't know, there might be a thousand homeless people in Australia. They're very few. There are fewer homeless people in Australia than there are in Los Angeles. So apparently the homeless and the indigenous, meaning the Aborigines, are more likely to lack the necessary identification. Well, if, if you can't summon the, the discipline and the good sense to have identification documents, maybe you shouldn't vote. So there's a Labour politician and an Indigenous woman who represents the Northern Territory, Senator Malan Diri McCarthy, who says that voter ID laws are a demolition of democracy, like requiring a voter ID, requiring some photo ID, requiring like a driver's license or a passport to be able to vote, you realize that's a, it's a demolition of democracy. It's incredibly difficult for First Nations people to be able to have the ID that is available 
when it's required in our remote and regional areas of Australia. It's just too much for them to have voter ID. It's, it's racist. All right, this bill is completely racially discriminatory. Oy vey. So, here's, uh, here's some happy news from, from America. So, Joe Biden says the San Francisco Chronicle says that our HIV AIDS strategy needs to confront inequity. He wants to end the more than 40-year-old epidemic calling for a renewed focus on vulnerable Americans, including gay and bisexual black and Latino men, who are too often stigmatized even though they are disproportionately affected. Well, AIDS is like the most easily preventable form of uh, disease out there. Right? Don't have anal sex, don't use someone else's dirty intravenous needles, and you don't have to worry overwhelmingly about getting HIV. So I say, yeah, stigmatize that dangerous, risky behavior. Right? You get AIDS in a first world nation, the odds are overwhelming that you've been engaged in risky, obviously risky, known to be risky for decades, self-destructive behavior. Don't, don't have random sex with strangers. Don't share intravenous needles, right? So don't, don't shoot heroin with people that you're hooking up with in some public restroom, right? So there are plenty of diseases where there's not necessarily much you can do about getting them. But HIV seems to be an example of a case of a disease that just use some basic common sense. So Joe Biden says, this is a quote from Joe Biden, I want to make sure that everyone in the United States knows their HIV status. Come on. You know your HIV status. It's negative. You don't need to go get a test. I've never engaged in risky behavior in public bathrooms. I've never done drugs. I've never shared intravenous needles. I know that I'm HIV negative. I want to make sure everyone in the United States knows their HIV status. How nonsense is that? I don't get it. So I got an email from someone saying, welcome back to the Globo Homo territory still calling itself Australia. Really? Is, it, is this some kind of police state? And uh, this Aussie says, I'd love to have US residency to get away from this home. I see you like nature and beaches and cliffs and so on, but that ain't enough for me to like Australia. So this woman says she spent a year in the UK, six months in the US, six months in Cambodia. She claims Australia is a totalitarian control grid. There's no dignity of the human being left untouched if the government wants to touch it. Uh, that's not my read of Australia. It doesn't have quite the dedication to freedom that the United States does, but on the other hand, there's much more of a dedication to fairness and, and equity. So the most basic building block of family formation, a family home to live in, is considered by almost all Australians to be merely an investment scheme for pumping up a sky-high psychotic real estate Ponzi scheme. The birth rate plummets and is made up for by third-world immigrants. Well, you only have outrageous real estate in major cities such as Sydney and Melbourne primarily and maybe a little bit in uh, Brisbane and, and Perth and but it was the capital of South Australia but for the overwhelming majority of the country's land real estate prices are not soaring the intelligence agencies have no limits on domestic spying well that that is a problem in Australia even during COVID health agencies can 
request the bank statements of any customer transacting in a business that they suspect of being a close contact. Well, that seems like a reasonable thing to do to try to reduce the spread. So I'm not sure about this or that Australian policy with regard to COVID, but overall, you can't argue with the results. You've got COVID death rates, 150th the per capita rates in the United States here in Australia. COVID years have finished off Australia's reputation globally. Really? We are the most authoritarian of any of the Anglo countries. We're the most successful of any of the Anglo countries in dealing with COVID. So you need a bit of authority dealing with the pandemic. It's impossible for millions of founding stock to sending Australians to afford a house. No, I don't think so. You, you just may not be able to get afford a home in prime real estate in, in the big cities. Traffic laws are insane. You big fines for driving even five kilometers over the limit. Well, the Aussies tell me that you don't get a traffic fine unless you drive at least 10 kilometers over the limit. So yeah, you can't drink and drive anymore in Australia and uh, you can't get away with speeding and all sorts of other scofflery uh, on the roads like you used to be able to. Car registration costs $800 per year per car. Well, what, what goes with that? You get insurance. So, so if you injure someone or do, do damage to someone, you're, you're covered. So the Australian personal injury system and its car registration system seems perfectly reasonable to me. Time zones are always wildly hard to call the other side of the world. Well, uh, we are currently about 19 hours ahead of the United States, so practically five hours behind the next day. So it makes it fairly easy for me to call people. The regime arbitrarily bans foreign right-wing speakers from coming here on a speaking tour. Milo is banned, Gavin McGuinness banned, many others banned. Right, so Australia certainly needs some more free speech protections. No free speech, prosecuted easily for saying publicly things that, uh, yeah, so a lot of, uh, lot of restrictions on speech here. Red tape and regulations on everything. We have a weird supermarket monopoly, a duopoly of Coles and Woolworths with $60 packs of cigarettes. Why did uh, 40 flee to the prison state of Australia? I don't know. I just love it here, mate. I just feel a connection and an ease with my fellow Aussies. Well, I don't find the price of food is that much more expensive. So 70 cents American gets you one Australian dollar. So when you use that, the, the price of food is in the same range as the price of food in, in America. Completely impossible to find an old school Aussie pub. They're all overpriced, sanitized places. I don't drink, so I don't know about that. No variety of states. Each state is a totalitarian leftist control grid. I think that's a bit of an overstatement. So in dealing with COVID, it was mainly the states and their premiers who were signing policy in different states had different policies, different levels of restriction. There are no conservative towns or cities. I think Queensland's a fairly conservative place. There's a cultural hatred of colonial and Anglo history. And you have land acknowledgement insanity even at private weddings. Well, I think only the posh weddings, right? You have insane restraining order laws. You have feminist deletion of due process in courts. You have affirmative consent laws. Very easy to be jailed for false rape accusations. I don't know. Maybe I can seek asylum in North Korea. Imagine if PBS and NPR are 20% of the media market in the US. So that's the ABC is the government-funded broadcaster in Australia. There's no vibrant culture war or public debate on anything. Far-left climate alarmism is just assumed to be necessary policy by both sides of the aisle. Well, maybe they're right. All right. 
I don't know enough about global warming, but uh, maybe they're right. One in four women have had abortions. The Aussie accent on a woman is grating. The men have lost testosterone in the last few decades, so even their voices are annoying. Very few Aussie men have deep voices anymore. Universities have turned into a Chinese student degree mill. I think that's overstating the case. You've got a lot of immigrant crime in the outer suburbs. Got angry hectoring signs and rules and prohibitions everywhere in public. It's not a democracy. It's a full-fledged, academic-run, technocratic, bureaucratic state. Well, I think it's a democracy. You still get to vote who your politicians are. So there is, there's much more of a caretaker role for government here compared to in America. Vaping is banned without a prescription. It's illegal to open a vape store. Academics decided this, not government. No probable cause needed for traffic stops, none needed for car searches, strip searches common by police. Centralized statewide police forces mean more top-down command and control, totalitarian policing. No such thing as city or county police. All forced psychiatric commitments and forced drugging is done extrajudicially. Thousands of Aussies rot in mental hospitals without any due process, no date in court. At least they're not out on the streets like in America where you've got tens of thousands of homeless, mentally ill people. No culture of liberty and mistrust of big government. Right, there's much more of a culture of fairness rather than culture of liberty. It's a nation of compliant sheep founded by prison guards 250 years ago and still run by prison guards. Another, nothing ever happens in the news, so everyone follows American news. Yeah, I did notice that the Australian news is incredibly boring. Bizarre total acceptance of 10% of everyone's salary being denied them until age 65 in the superannuation forced saving for retirement scheme. Well, it seems like there's a good argument to force people to save for retirement. High taxes, I'm not sure that they're that much higher than in the United States. Endless snooping powers of taxation authorities. Lousy TV and movie industry propped up by leftist government grants. Some good points about Australia. It's easy to obtain no interest government loans for university. The hospitals are not as messed up as in America. You can get cheap blood tests. Uh, the, the bread is better than in America, liberal gambling laws, and a surgical operation won't financially ruin you like in America. They won't force you to have your vehicle safety inspected unless you buy used car at the time of buying it. No annual BS trips to the DMV. No tipping. Tipping is not expected. And the best thing about Australia is my extended family and support network is here. It's an email from a viewer. Bye-bye.